welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Wine. 69. Hold it dying. <laughs> Holding it dying. H-Chine, hold it. Okay. My name is Johnny. I'm joined with, as always... Lizzie. Miss Lizzie Bobby. Like shrimp on the Bobby. Or at least that's my mukbang name. It's her mukbang name. You can look her up on YouTube, Lizzie Bobby. I hope everyone's doing okay. I know it's hard not to want to lay into the fetal position and rock back and forth, mm-hmm. but you're do doing it. great. You're doing so great. I'm sure with whatever you're doing, whether you're staying at home and dealing with isolation and all that fever, or if you're still having to get up and go to fucking work and still balance the shit show and then come straight home you're doing a good job and probably i know it's really easy (laughs) to fall off especially in times like these so you know if you already had a drinking problem which you already probably do if you're listening to us Mm -hmm. it's probably gotten worse yeah way worse (laughs) way worse and don't be so hard on yourself try to balance it out You know, just maybe get blackout drunk every other day tops, Mm -hmm. but try not to do it every day because, you know, you got to have your wits about you. Yeah. The problem with it is that so when you wake up with a killer hangover because you got blackout drunk the night before, first thing you want to do, put a little Kahlua in your coffee. And then next thing you know, you're three coffees deep and you're feeling great. And you're a little buzzed and you're like, I might as well continue this gravy train. (laughs) And you just start Mm, pouring yourself some whiskey, maybe a little wine, maybe a little bit of both. Fuck it. Put it in the shaker with the mice. Yeah. Blend up a little concoction. crazy with it. Who knows, you know? And then next thing you know, it's two weeks later and the quarantine's over. (laughs) Well, that's in hopes of like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Let's jump right into it, shall we? Please. All right, so you asked me earlier if I was a mullet versus beard guy, and I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. Yeah. Because I have a beard, but not a mullet, so I was like, a uh, beard? But you're like, no, you're not. You're a mullet. Um, so explain. <laughs> explain that. It's so funny when you say that, like, really loud to me. I'm thinking of uh, 90s J-Lo or something where J-Lo she... had a mullet in the 90s? Uh, or a beard? Not on her head, at least. Hey. Hey. No, like, you know, the whole... What is it called? She had hair growing out of her ass? No, babe. What's that called where, like, the patch? The airstrip? Yeah. What are you talking about? The airstrip? Is that it? When it's like a line of pubes? Yeah, a line of pubes. That's the airstrip. How crazy. You know, remember when we dabbled in that conversation about, like, J-Lo pussy? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We must have been drinking whiskey. Or wine. Or wine or Or both. both. (laughs) Put both in a blender and say, fuck it. We ought to liquid diet. (laughs) Seriously. Dude, I use COVID quarantining whatever as an excuse for everything. Um, I'm sorry. What? Now's the time. But continue on with the J-Lo pussy, whatever that is. Oh, yes. I apologize. Let me stick to the topic at hand. So J-Lo Pussy, Airstrip, that's cool, right? Like whatever music video she was in back in the day. If I feel, oh, this is where it's coming from. I'm like having flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Having flashbacks to J-Lo Pussy. (laughs) So when I was a little girl, my dad would constantly go on rants about J-Lo's Airstrip. (laughs) (laughs) What? He was like, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of seeing that strip of hair on J-Lo's pussy in music videos. Is that who you want to be when you grow up? Or some shit like that. Oh, my God. Remind me. My dad can never listen to this. 
Let me visualize the timeline here. Yeah, visualize JLo's pussy for me, will you? <laughs> so there's an airstrip on JLo's pussy. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, I've never had an airstrip on my pussy. You were a kid, right? In this time frame that you're talking about? Of course not. Babe, you're going to have to visualize with me here. I do not want to visualize a strip of hair on a child's vagina. No. Remove the child out of and the equation. J-Lo, and put J-Lo there. Okay, so there's airstrip on J-Lo pussy, right? Mm-hmm. Look at a timeline that is very straightforward and simple. Like, So my dad used to go on rants about J-Lo airstrip pussy in music videos when I was younger. And then fast forward to me as a young early 20s or a young adult woman in her early 20s. And when I talk to my girlfriends in that time period about pussy hair, it's like we're talking about our preferences and how we keep our pussy maintained. Mm -hmm. So I've gone, for me, I'm on one end of the spectrum or the other. I'm either this hippy-dippy cavewoman situation or I am bare as a fucking baby. So she tells me, ew, if I'm ever with a man that wants my pussy to be that bare like what is that borderline pedophilia like what the fuck is that and then i'm over here like oh god what are you saying like are you implying that i'm enabling or that i'm like what are you saying condoning here? child pedophilia yeah like what are you saying Just you here? shave your vagina that he's fantasizing about you know what skis when he's penetrating me and i say he i mean like you know that's just any random anonymous. person at the time. Yeah, yeah, it could be anybody. Who, whoever was going down to town, you know. You know, I've been thinking about starting a support group for people with fetishes in general. <laughs> <laughs> a support group? Those who are suffering from PTSD uh, after experiencing traumatic fetishes? Or PTSF? Well, that wasn't really what I was going for. Post-traumatic fetish syndrome ptfs you mean like traumatic experiences suffered from yeah. exploring into my fetishes uh-huh. that could be a part of it but really my thought process was more along the lines of normalizing it and encouraging people to be open and accepting about it in general and to accept nothing less than that i mean granted if your fetish is harmful to others or if it harms an animal or a minor, then yeah, that is not the fetish I am referring to. And it should not always be categorized in the same realm. I don't think it is. I don't think it like very pedophili- well can pedoph- be. pedophilia and stuff like that. I yeah. don't think and bestiality and shit like that. I don't think that's considered a fetish. I don't think those things are considered a fetish. I, oh, I mean, oh, they, are, they are, but like at the same time in like the fetish realm, I, I, don't, I don't think those people consider that shit just another fetish or whatever you know of course of course and you actually stated what i'm i mean in the fetish realm no it is not by any means but anyone outside of that realm might categorize all of it to be the same thing which is unfortunate because it is definitely not yeah look at normal like fetishes like feet fetish or bdsm as the same kind of thing as pedophilia or bestiality exactly being interested or into or aroused by something that is just not your average typical everyday thing that you are open about or society is not typically open about when it doesn't harm anyone else it's just your thing 
and it might be viewed as a little weird versus you are actually victimizing people. That is not the same. Did you see that sometime in 2019, people in like Washington or one of those super liberal hippie states, uh, maybe Oregon, trying to normalize pedophilia? Like they were like, there's, I forget exactly what it was, but if there were signs up, they were being posted everywhere about uh, love is love regardless of age and shit like that. Like, did you ever see that going around? Um, it wasn't that no. long ago. It wasn't around that long. Like, I imagined it didn't gain much traction. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I saw posts here and there about love is love regardless of age. And like, it was mine. directly correlated with that? The image I remember specifically was literally, like, a silhouette image of, like, a, a clearly a grown older man holding the hand of a child, like a little girl. The caption was, like, love is love regardless of age or whatever and shit. And, like, so basically just trying to normalize pedophilia, like, as it was something we should all accept. And I'm thinking, I'm starting to think a little bit broader. We started with fetishes, but then I'm even going into, like, thinking about feminism or... Are you saying we shouldn't normalize feminism? Because I, <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not finished. Whether it be feminism or homosexuality, that has made a lot of progress, although still there's constant struggles within that. And then they're even equal now. I don't know honey, how they're not equal. I will. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. All right. Continue. No, it's not because you interrupted me. It's because I disagree with you. <laughs> and racism as well. Progress. But you can't deny that there's still issues in each and every one of these things I just mentioned. Yes, I agree with that. What I was going to get into was like I was, what I was saying with homosexuality. I was, I was saying they're equal. The way I see it, there's a huge difference in between like legal and cultural equality. So homosexuals are as equal legally as any heterosexual couple the Supreme Court has made that a thing. Like, we're, they're all equal. But there's obviously the cultural inequality where people are still going to discriminate based on that and, and say shit like the Westboro Baptist Church, God hates fags and shit like that. Obviously, that's discrimination and they clearly don't see homosexuals as their equals. But can the Westboro Baptist Church do anything about it? No. They can hold signs up all day, every day for the rest of their fucking lives. Hopefully they're not long. That doesn't do anything. That doesn't make homosexuals unequal as citizens of this country in any way. It does obviously highlight the cultural inequality that exists in this country. But you can't fix cultural inequality through law. You just can't. You never will. It's the same thing with race. Black people are just as equal as any other race in this fucking country when it comes to law, practicality. Can't be discriminated in your workplace or whatever based on race. Equal opportunity employers fucking thing that you always see when you're applying for a new job and shit. If you read that, can't be discriminated against race, sex, sexual preference, all that shit because it's not law. So they're equal, but are there still fucking white supremacists? Obviously, that's cultural. And the only way you get rid of cultural inequality is through culture, not through law. And passing a law saying black people are equal is fucking awesome. It's great. Should have happened a long time ago. I mean, it did happen a long time ago, but it should have happened even, it should have happened with Abraham Lincoln when he was like, yeah, slavery ain't a thing anymore, homies. 
They also should have been granted all equal rights that everyone else had. But it didn't. It took a little bit for uh, that to come around. Unfortunately, again. But do people still hate black people? Do uh, Yeah, of course. That's Is because racism of that's, alive and well today? Yes. Yeah, of, of course. course. But that's because of the culture and the environment they grow up in. And I completely understand and agree. But to list a little in-betweener there... When you mentioned legally speaking, are we legal now? Which who's we? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Are we did I say are we legal yeah. now? Yeah, <laughs> are we legal now? What are you trying to say, babe? I'm a black gay you man. Just, yeah, you just become a black gay man. <laughs> I oh my god. No, black gay woman, because apparently women aren't equal either. Feminists. I didn't realize this was our topic of discussion because we can go there, honey. Dude, let's do it. Yes, you're absolutely right. We've made her hurdles in the legal aspect. I can acknowledge that. Is there still a long way to go in certain areas? Yes. But legal bullshit aside, whatever's written wherever. Legally speaking, is anyone supposed to be discriminated against generally or especially in professional settings? No. Whether that be women, men, race, sexual orientation? No. That's been established. But does it happen all the motherfucking time? Yes. Whether it be older men and women that with tons of work experience in their field, do they get discriminated against at a certain age? That's why you see like older people like 65 and older or whatever that are retired. And I've actually had a conversation. There's a there's a guy that I work when I worked at the shooting range on Mason, like shortly after I got out of the Navy, there's an older dude uh, that worked there. He wasn't that much older. Like he wasn't quite retirement age, but he was like, I don't need to work this job if I don't want to. Like, I'm good, bro. Like he's telling me and tell me and showing me like all these trips he takes like all the time. Like he like and he's constantly not there at work because he he works very minimally. Like he just comes in to do it because he likes guns. So he went on a range and was like showing people how to shoot and how, showing people how to be safe, which is what I did as well. He was just telling me that he just did it because he got bored and he wanted just something, something to do. To do. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying, and that's why it's always suggested to older people that like don't go and sit at home and go find another mission to accomplish go find another goal go travel you weren't put on this earth to do a nine to five and then fucking retire when you very may well be dwindling to just die and i've heard different ends of the spectrum where or i see and i'm around i know my grandpa literally died within six months of him retiring and it's sad because he was a really hard you know your typical hard-working person who took care of six kids and a wife and worked his ass off only to die within six months of retirement there's that yeah that's sad and it, yeah and it happens a lot and then there's that middle you know i would say my parents lie on where they did work their asses off their whole lives retired did what they're supposed to saved and planned for their retirement and they have a chill lifestyle you know i think they find joy in the little things but at the same time in my opinion i feel like age is just a number and it's what you make it and if you want to get up and do whatever it is the fuck that you've always wanted to do or whatever the fuck it is that you want to do right the fuck now you should be able to and using the excuses oh whether you're like, oh, I'm 35 or whether you're like, I'm 45, I'm 55. I couldn't do that. I'm too old for this. I'm too old for that. I couldn't possibly do that. What would I look like if I did that? Fuck off. Yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And it is all about perspective. And there is no one specific life fucking path. You do not have to get married and grow old with your high school sweetheart 
sweetheart if you do not fucking want to you can grow up and be a crazy feminazi old woman (laughs) i'm just saying you got to be open-minded yeah i could go lay on my ass because i'm tired and i don't fucking feel well but you know what i would like to do instead sometimes i would tell myself get the fuck off your ass you could fucking die tomorrow you idiot Yeah, you dumb bitch. You could walk outside and get coronavirus and drop dead immediately. How would that feel? No, like get need- up and just do that thing that you've been meaning to do but haven't yet because you've been pushing it off. Yeah. You've been using Start every podcast. excuse in the book. Not Start to. recording yourself eating food. Who gives a fuck? Do what you want to do. <laughs> And I did just that. And thank you for encouraging me. Yeah, for sure. Who gives a fuck what you want to do? Just do it. I mean, to kind of wrap the whole point of this up was don't get sedentary and don't fall into a pattern that you hate. Don't do something you don't love for extended period of time. Don't make don't make what you don't love your career. Not just career, but your lifestyle. Yeah, or your fucking lifestyle. Don't definitely don't make something you lo- don't love your lifestyle. Fuck. The main concept of anything in life and doing what you want is to not give a fuck about anyone's opinion. Oh yeah, if you haven't read it, you fucking should. It's a sweet little book by Mark Manson, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck." It is. It will change your life. It changed my life. 100%. It's hard too, especially if you're the type of person to really consider other people's opinions of you uh, and what they say, like I was for a very long time and still kind of am. And which are how most people are in yeah. general. Yeah, it's really no hard. No shame. It's really hard to break out of that and kind of kind of find the ability to not give a fuck. But I assure you, read Mark Manson's shit. I think he has other books out too now. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, he has a fuck ton of articles on his website. They're all beautiful they're all great i feel like the general population no matter what kind of person you are what your background is we've all been conditioned to care way too much about how people that are so irrelevant to us in our lives feel or think Mm -hmm. whether that be prior to social media and now especially with social media Uh, dude it's gotten even worse yeah for most people be open to criticism be open to other perspectives be open of course but Take everything with a grain of salt and don't allow it to fucking stop you from believing in yourself and doing something that may seem a little outlandish, but it's definitely what you've thought about. You've thought about it long enough and maybe you want to go for something, whether it be a hobby or a career opportunity or a relationship or diving outside of your religion, mm-hmm. whatever. Or just dropping religion altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a choice that you can make. Yeah, or dropping everything and moving away or maybe leaving a long marriage that just was not healthy. Even mm-hmm. if kids are involved, you know, I'm a huge believer. Kick in... them to the curb. <laughs> no, I was going to say I'm a huge believer in not staying in a marriage just because of the kids because that's even more hurtful. Yeah, yeah. Because eventually you're going to get drunk, you're going to come home, and you're going to end up punching the kids in the head. <laughs> It's just a proven science. I know. We do it all the time. I do it daily. Yeah. I, if Honestly, if I don't get a good kid punch in, uh, it's not a good day for me, really. So we started watching Tiger King because I guess that's what everyone else is doing during their isolation. It's wild. <laughs> it is wild. I was actually going to be like, yeah, Tiger King, what are your first impressions? 
Um, it's pretty well made. It seems cohesive. Like it doesn't. I mean, it does kind of jump around a little bit, but it's tying points together, which some people try to jump around like that when they make documentaries or just movies in general, and it makes no goddamn sense. Um, this this actually this from a film perspective is actually really well done. Um, and the story is, I mean, if you like rednecks, if you like tigers and lions and shit, or just exotic animals, uh, you like a murder mystery, you like, uh, drug addicts, um, you like guns, baby, it's got it all. It's got it all. After us watching, binge watching it last night till two in the morning, I think it's interesting and all of them are unique people with these wild stories that are interesting in themselves like take the tigers out of the situation you could go behind the psychological aspect of what kind of people do that for decades of their life let alone enter the field in the first place or enter that realm in the first place but all of those people are interesting in their own ways carol does seem kind of like a shady little cunt when i mean when joe exotic he brought up a valid point when he was like okay, we pay our workers and we have tigers and this is what they are hating on us for and building this community of people that are trying to shut us down when essentially she's doing the same exact thing. She has tigers in captivity on her place and then advertises herself falsely and then what's wild is that they have so many um, volunteers doing all that same work for oh, free. No, right? And I'm like, wait, where's the difference? What's the difference? Is there a part where you're going to say, we rescue these tigers off the streets and from these <laughs> failed sanctuaries and then we bring them back to the wild? No, I didn't see that part. You're mm -hmm. doing the same thing. Every every motherfucker, in the dude with the shirt off constantly. What is that? Why is he not wearing a shirt? Oh, his husband? Yeah, his husband. Why is he never wearing Remember a shirt? Remember when we touched base on that? Like, okay, this... I am not a superficial person by any means, and I do not fucking encourage it. But he does... It's like he looks like a hot... Like, he looks like hot queer bait in, like, the redneck realm. You know? The, the husband? Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, I, I get hot. how Joe Exotic or somebody in prison... What is the slang term for, oh my gosh, you are going to get so anally raped? Is it bitch bait? Pro uh, probably bitch bait. I don't know. I Not don't that know. I should normalize the... The prison rape community? or Exactly. Like I shouldn't always be quick to normalize humor when it comes to rape in general, let alone prison rape. Because Fuck if you it. were to end up in prison and getting raped, it's not fucking funny. Hmm. Depending on who it is, Joe. Exo we, I mean, hashtag free Joe Exotic for sure. Uh, yes. Do a setup, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Does I mean, is he a victim of his own bullshit? In a sense, yes. Obviously, yeah. Do was a little, little on the little. He, yeah, he allowed himself to get consumed by his ego, his hatred, and his anger over an extended period of time, and he trusted the wrong people, and he was. I mean, yeah, was there a serious lack of integrity and a lot of selfishness and manipulation and all that? Other Is he guilty of lots of bad things? Yes. For sure. However, he did not kill based on Carol Baskin. Well, no. And is it hearsay? Is the evidence hearsay? I don't think they ever clarified whether or not they really, there were. They really didn't in the documentary. Um, from what I gather, they used the testimony of that fucking bald dude. I forget his name. The guy he hired to go kill Carol Alan Baskin. Glover. Alan Glover, Glover, yeah. So basically, they just use his t testimony as 
evidence that he, in fact, paid someone to go kill Carol, Carol Baskin. But my whole thing with that is, I mean, unless multiple people, I mean, I guess multiple people did do that to him. But it's, even still, it's like, where's the evidence that that happened? At, at the end of the day, like, that's all circumstantial evidence. You could easily have three people that don't like you if they all say, yep, he hired so-and-so to go kill. Mm -hmm. He gave him $3,000 to go kill this fucking bitch. And they all agreed that that's what happened. And that's what he's going in jail over. That's, that's nonsense. That's circumstantial at best. You still need physical, actually verifiable evidence. And a cash transfer from person to person. How do you prove that? Exactly. I want to, I would like to, the people who made uh, OJ Simpson versus the people or whatever, mm -hmm. those motherfuckers need to do this, do the court case for Joe Exotic. That shit would be, my God, what a time. That would just pick and me I back right off that. And I think people would be super into it. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. It would be another instant hit. We were waiting for them to state or specify whether or not there was actual proof of Joe Exotic paying Alan Glover the $3,000 in cash to go kill Carol Baskin. So we go into the next episode and the reporter, Sylvia Campbell, I believe, brought up a valid point where she's like, how could you, how could the jury believe anything that these witnesses are saying? AKA Alan Glover. Jeff Lowe never testified, but maybe there was a written statement. I'm not sure. And even Garrison, like they oh, are all clearly- oh yeah, Garrison. They are all clearly like shysty, and yet they all took part in putting Joe Exotic away. All in all, Joe Exotic got fucked. So basically, we had to stop the podcast for a second and go smoke a cigarette because we were getting really heated over the Tiger King and fighting over our opinions of Tiger King. Yeah, and I had to reassure her or reiterate to her that this was my podcast, okay? <laughs> Actually, it's our podcast. I'm pretty sure you put my face on that shit, and it's Whiskey Wine 69, and you can't 69 with yourself unless you're Marilyn Manson, so... Touche. <laughs> to, to summarize, Tiger King was dope as shit, it was a beautiful mixture of documentary, murder, mystery, crime, and juicy, guilty pleasure, reality, drama shit as well. If Super you, duper. I get it. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. You probably have nothing better to do. Watch it immediately. It's amazing. And then let us know what you think. Yes. And who's your favorite husband hmm. of I'm Joe going, Exotic? I'm going with Travis. Oh, well, yeah, God rest his soul. Spoiler alert, babe. Oh, because we didn't just spoiler alert like a motherfucker just yeah. now. He shoots himself in the head on accident, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was on purpose, but at first, but I gathered. It very well could have been later. I mean, he was obviously suicidal, but he yeah, accidentally I, pulled the trigger. I thought that was pretty interesting that like they had fucking hipster boys little interview of saying how he was joking around and whatever. But they all before that, they were showing how he was becoming, you know, insane and distant and literally talking about suicide or whatever. How he was mentally deteriorated mm -hmm. over a period of time of being controlled, manipulated, taken advantage of. Yeah, that sucks. Anyways, 
But to go back to the to circle back around to the yeah, let's circle back around to why I was like, hey, babe, are <clears throat> you a mullet guy or a beard guy? Yeah, this is a reoccurring topic in my workplace. I remember my supervisor busting through the doors to the treatment area asking me, are you a bullet person? A bullet? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've I feel- been drinking. Yeah, we have. Um, we are you a mullet person or are you a beard person? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And she was like, Do you when you need to refill your toilet paper roll, do you want it to be hanging over or do you want it to be coming under? <laughs> this so this has to do with toilet paper. Yes, it does. Which we've is, got plenty of because we're hoarder. No, I'm just kidding. We were no, but we frequent gas stations for cigarettes, and when they have toilet paper, they have toilet paper, and we'd be buying it. So mm-hmm. so far, we have not come into any issues. Yeah, and because I like to shake it off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't use like when I was living by myself. I didn't really have to use that much toilet paper because, like, I mean, I okay. So I would take a dump and then you know wipe a little bit you know just use bare minimum and then i would just get right into the shower like the, i would usually would <laughs> and bend over and wash your ass exactly yeah pretty much like i would wow uh, i would like save my dumps till like after work i got home and i was like all right i'm gonna take a dump i'm gonna shower um when you hold your poop do you have to clench your butt cheeks no, really hard no what no i mean <laughs> if it's real bad and like i've got i've eaten some crazy shit i mean yeah so sometimes but now the point of this story honey bunny is are you a mullet guy or are you a beard <clears throat> guy so i don't even like pay attention to that and i like i don't even understand why the argument's there because who the fuck cares and it doesn't make a difference like well i feel like a uh 98 of the population may or may not disagree with you and for me i am not a nitpicky anal motherfucker i really am not but when it comes to whether i go over or under with a toilet paper roll believe me i am gonna put it over and that is because my experiences with underneath like the what is it called mullet yeah I will I will just pull it a millimeter and it'll fucking roll out to me like it's um what is it the fucking New York Times like it'll just shoot out at me and I'm just like so annoyed. See, so I, I would prefer over aka beard so I can have more control of how much toilet paper I am pulling off the goddamn roll. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's the exact opposite for me. So cuz when it okay, so when it's mullet style when it's going towards the back I just pull it a little bit, like Mm. just barely yank on it, you know, and I get pretty much as much as I need. And then when I'm ripping it off, it's it's almost easier because it's got that the it hits the like the the majority of the roll itself. So I rip it off against that and it, it, it rips right off nice and clean on the perforated edges. But like when it's the other way around, it's like I pull it barely and it just like keeps rolling a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I got too much. And then when I try to rip it off, like it never it's a never a clean rip. It's and it pulls more down. It's like, what the shit, man? So like <laughs> literally, if I think about it, I'll do mullet style because it seems to be 
the more efficient method for me but i literally do not think about it like ever um <laughs> any hill yeah anywho who the fuck cares right yeah who the fuck cares at the end of the day who the fuck cares not i i'm just saying that i prefer it over and if you prefer it under fuck it fuck it right in its but face. fuck it literally mm-hmm. so moving on moving on so to circle back to fetishes hmm you know, do you want to share your specific fetishes <laughs> by any chance? My fetishes? Uh, yeah. No, I, I Uh-oh. Don't... <laughs> uh, so, where do I start? <laughs> <clears throat> it all began as a little boy. No. Um, <laughs> I don't have any, like, crazy out there weird fetishes or anything like that. Like, I'm okay with getting a little rough. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like have a high pain tolerance, so it's all right to. I'm into doing a little painful stuff. I'm all right with receiving a little painful stuff. I'll <laughs> keep that in mind. To a degree, to a degree. Um, other than that, no. Like, I'm not really into like feet or weird <laughs> like bondage stuff. I don't know. It could be though. Who knows? I know. That's why we're, you know. Let's order some latex. That's why we encourage exploration so you can find out. I mean, just like with food, you don't know what tastes good until you taste them all. You know, same thing mm-hmm. with your sexuality or hobbies or experiences. <laughs> now, this is a very broad yeah, you don't philosophy. Know, you don't know you're gay or not until you suck a dick. <laughs> okay? You could very well sister. be a gay man. No. But you just haven't <laughs> sucked any dicks yet. <laughs> He's joking. He's joking. We get it. You're born that way. But if you want to partake in gay activities too, cool beans. It doesn't affect us. She is so PC it hurts. <laughs> if I were to share my fetishes, they include. <clears throat> oh, that one's illegal. No. Okay. Let me just touch the surface. I definitely get aroused by food. <laughs> that's why you know i i used to think oh i just think food is yummy i'm your average foodie just like what we all refer to ourselves as but no i i i get aroused by food i like to incorporate that in the bedroom i like to incorporate it in casual encounters excuse me <laughs> Wait, i say casual encounters and you immediately think of Craigslist and I have never dabbled in that world so I think of casual encounters as just that casual fucking encounters not necessarily with strangers <laughs> what am I saying we get friends involved in this shit too baby um, no I like food that's why I have my own eating show and mukbang channel on YouTube and it's why I have my own food Instagram and it's why I shamelessly take pictures of each and every meal. Stereotype me as you will. I'm cool with it. Yes. I when it comes to feet, I don't I'm pretty much down to do anything at least once. I don't have the desire to put my mouth on feet or necessarily incorporate feet. I get the whole concept of looking at feet, admiring them. I'm not like a huge, huge, huge foot person where I'm like literally going to go on a mission and go buy feet pics or anything like that. I would rather sell them. So I guess I'm just mild in that realm. 
Which reminds me, I do need to clip my toenails. I guess what I'm trying to say is we can dabble in fetishes more in the future. Um, but for now, let's just leave it at that. And let's leave all our listeners with a, a nice good night. Stay healthy. Just a friendly reminder. It's okay not to be okay, especially during these trialing times. And let us know what your favorite trial was. Was it OJ or what? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All done. <laughs> <laughs> I had something there I was going to say about trials and it just like slipped right out of my mind. But from Johnny and Lizzie, whiskey and wine. 69. All the time, baby. You guys stay fantastic and we'll stay golden. <laughs>